It's the Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon. It's Simon in English. Uh, welcome to the Rendezvous. The accent is French. If it's the first time you're joining my show, bonjour. It's all about love and relationships. But let's start with a little piece of advice I gave to one of my dear friends who says that he loves, you know, sharing gossip. And I said to him, I said, listen, that is fun, but that is dangerous. Because have you noticed when you tell a story to a friend, then they change the story a little bit to make it more exciting, and the next person makes it more exciting, and then it becomes more dramatic and more dramatic and more dramatic than the truth. And that's not a good energy. This is not a good vibe in the universe. So when it comes to gossiping, my advice is to minimize that. It's not good vibe to gossip. It's not when what goes around comes around. So keep that in mind, and he agreed with me. Less gossip and a little bit more privacy. Anyway, any questions, though, for me about your relationship, call me, 855-905-8255. You have a question for me? Call the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Stéphanie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. How can I help you? What's going on with your boyfriend? Uh, okay, it's kind of weird, but... Like, uh, for his birthday, his parents mm -hmm. uh, got him a snake. And I actually, I don't know what it is, but, like, ever since I was little, I have this total borderline phobia of snakes. Um, he wants me to move in. I mean, I know it's kind of weird, but, like, like, being in the room actually gives me a physical, visceral reaction. I just get so freaked out. But I love him. I want us to move in together. Um mm -hmm and I'm not really sure what to do. I see, Stephanie. But when you first start dating him, he didn't have the snake. Nope. Oh. Also, the snake is not free to go wherever he wants in the condo or the house, or is he, or is he just staying in his, in his little house? Well, he's What's... staying in his, in his cage, but I just, I don't know if it's irrational or not, but I just always, like, if I'm going to sleep, I have this feeling like the snake is going to come out, like somehow it's going to escape. And I, it's just, oh my God, it freaks me out so much. I see. What does he say about it? I mean, is he okay, for instance, giving the snake back to his parents or best friend because it's, it's kind of new? So, or is he already too attached? What's the deal? He's pretty attached. Um, I guess it's something that he's always wanted. Like when he was a kid, he used to talk about it all the time. And according to him, this is like something that he isn't willing to give up at this time. Um, he's sort of talked about like maybe moving him to another room, but like I said, it's a problem for me still. You know then, what I would do if I were you, uh, mm -hmm. I would not move in with him until the snake is out of the house. Uh, yeah. Because a phobia, it's not like dogs and cats, it's just I, spiders and snakes inspire different spheres, and those are not rational. They can't, it's not, I can tell you, oh, dismiss it. It doesn't work like this. Right. Uh, so I think that you should tell him that no moving in together until mm -hmm. the snake is gone. If he says, well, I'll never get rid of the snake, then you know he loves the snakes more than you, yeah. and it's a different conversation to have. Right, yeah, that's, that's true. Thank you. And don't forget, you dated him at the beginning without the snake. Yeah, so. the old bait and switch, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So cool. let's see what happens. Give it a couple of months, see if he goes one way or the other. But life is too short to spend stressed out every minute in the house that the snakes mm -hmm. will sneak on you. I couldn't deal with that either. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you agree. I know. You know. It's, I, I know agree. It's my I, deal, listen, but it's terrifying to me. 
I understand, you know, I understand. Mm -hmm. So thank you for calling. Have a good conversation with him and okay. have a good night. You too. What would you say are your limits, even when you're in love? Things you cannot say yes to. Let's talk about the importance of expressing our limits when we start a relationship. Next. You know, when you first start a relationship and, you know, you want to say yes to everything because you want to be loved, not rejected, and you're also excited, you love somebody. And, and then comes the question, like my last caller, you know, Stephanie, she said, you know, my boyfriend, you know, just got a snake from his parents for his birthday. And I hate snakes, basically. I just can't. It's like a phobia. And I said to her, I said, you got to tell him you can't move in until the snake is gone. That's it. Why? Because we also have to be able to say no to things that makes us cringe, that makes us stressed out. La vie est trop courte. Life is too short to accept the unacceptable. And for some of us, like I love pets, you know, I, but I couldn't live with a tarantula spider. And I, I love pets. I love, I'm not, you know, I, I just I love them. But if I was in love with a woman, and she said, "Let's let's move into you know a new house together," I said, "Great." But then she said, "You know, I'm going to bring a tarantula spider." I said, "Sorry, I, we can't." So I just want to say that how important it is to be able to say no and not betray yourself. And let me make another point with a personal story next. Stay with me. Question for you. I mean, let's say you start dating somebody and they wanted to bring in, in a new place you guys would want to live together, a snake or a huge tarantula spider. Would that be a deal breaker for you, honestly? Even if you love the person, do you think you can daily wondering if the snake is going to sneak on you when you're sleeping or a very hairy tarantula would come, you know, in the night and decide to sleep uh, on your hair, for instance, right? Uh, imagine the shock. I'm telling you this right now. I could not deal with it. Just like there's another thing I can't deal with it, for instance, you know, the smell of cigarettes. I don't think anymore I could, I could handle that in the home. But I remember dating a wonderful woman a couple of years ago, and she wanted to smoke in my house. I, I couldn't. She thought I was a bit cruel. I, sorry, I just can't. Wouldn't smoke in your house either. Anyway, sometimes we've got to say no. It's important, really. Not betray ourselves. Any questions? 855-905-8255. If you want to share a romantic story that happened to you, something nice and sweet you've done, or somebody's done it for you, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Francesca. Bonjour, Simon. I understand you and your husband have kind of a romantic tradition when you disagree, but I'm curious to know what that is. It's, I think it's unusual, but um, when we get into arguments or we're not feeling very happy with one another, we go out separately and buy a couple of very cheap store-bought pies, and we have a pie food fight to take out our frustration. And by the end, we're usually laughing and we get over our uh, argument. <laughs> <laughs> a, a pie food fight? Yes. Wow. Now listen, uh, is there any like strawberry or so pie? I mean, what pie would just like the apple pie? What, what pie is that? Any pie we can find. Cream pies are our favorite, you know, like Boston cream pie or chocolate cream pie, but we'll do anything. Blueberry pie we've done. <laughs> and you throw at each other parts of the pie? Yep. And uh, we, we try to go somewhere where we can clean up the mess easily or it's just another fight waiting to happen. But <laughs> <laughs> Wow, listen, this, this is pretty unique. Do you recommend it for my listeners or would you say don't try this at home? I think you have to have a partner with a sense of humor. If you don't, it's just going to make you more upset. But um, 
if you do, then yes, it really diffuses fights nicely. You've said it. So up to you if you want to follow Francesca's footsteps in, in Thai fights uh, to make up for fights. Thank you so much, Francesca. That was a unique romantic tradition, I must say. I'm glad I heard <laughs> that one. That, that I've never heard this one. Thank you so much and have a good night. Thank you for having me. Coming up, I'm going to help somebody who left me a voicemail about their love life. So that is next. Stay with me. If you have a question for me, and I mean 24-7, just leave me a voicemail at 855-905-8255 with your question, and I will get to it slowly but surely, like for this one. Hi. Um, I have an issue. I supposedly have this boyfriend, okay, and we've been together almost seven years, and it's like he doesn't want to have sex with me anymore. It's been five, about almost five months. I don't know what to do. Get rid of him or what? I don't know if he's cheating on me, but I don't know what to do. I need some really good advice. Thank you. That's a good question. After seven years itch, what can you do if the ooh is gone? I'm going to answer that next. What should you do if you've been with somebody for seven years and the ulala is gone. So my strategy is to talk about it first. Say, you know, um, have you noticed we're not, you know, having our ulala anymore? We're not romantic. We don't touch each other. We don't kiss each other. We are slowly, you know, physically never in contact with each other. So the other person goes, that's true, you know. And then talk about the why, you know, and not pointing fingers at each other, just what's going on. And I recommend to write in a journal. So each of you buy a journal and write everything you want to change in a relationship, each separately. And when you're ready, you have a good conversation about what you wrote, but not accusing each other, just saying, this doesn't work for me anymore, this doesn't work for me anymore, but this works, this would work, right? You don't talk about the ulala, you talk about all the unspoken that pollutes the energy of ulala. And once the pollution is gone, you will find back the romance, first going to a dinner. That's my advice. Step by step, you cause next. If you have a question about your relationship, don't wait. I'm here, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Bianca. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What's going on between you and your girlfriend, Bianca? How can I help? Um, so my girlfriend, uh, we just moved in together, which is very exciting. Um, and she's great. She's beautiful. She's Everything's going really well, but something that's changed since, since we moved in together is she started... Um, I don't know if this is because of quarantine and working from home, but like burping and belching very loudly and proudly and sometimes like farting when we're on the couch together. And she thinks oh. it's very funny. I don't think it's funny. She's like a tiny, beautiful woman. And I don't understand how those noises come out of her. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I guess my question is, or the advice I want is how can I communicate to her that I, don't think it's as funny as she does. Two words. Passive, aggressive. <laughs> That's what it is. So basically, when somebody does that, and always you like this, over and over, they, they, it's an aggression. It's an aggressiveness. It's, it's, it's against you. So you have to tell her, said, why such passive aggressiveness? Why? It's not necessary. If you're not happy with me, tell me. Just don't do that next to me on the couch. Don't do that. You know it annoys me. 
So since you know this, why don't we talk about what's really annoying you? Open up, let's talk, but you don't have to do this because we can talk. Because every time, it's like, you know, sometimes you have a partner that the way they chew food really is annoying and gets on your nerves. You know, they make those crazy noises with their mouth when they eat food. And so, same thing. Anything you do over and over that annoys your partner, you have to realize you do it against your partner. It's passive-aggressive. It has to stop. Okay. Say, you know, hey, um, this has to stop. It's passive-aggressive against me. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And, and instead of doing this, why don't we talk about what's annoying you? And maybe she has something to say. Okay, that makes sense. All right, Bianca, thank you so much for your call and good luck to you. Oh, thank you so much, Simon. Changing gears, I'm going to go to my email because Hannah has a question for me about this friend of hers and she doesn't know what to think of what's going on. So her question is next. So Hannah sent me that email at derendezvousshow.com with this question. She goes, Bonjour, Simon. My friend is always asking me ooh-la-la questions, even though we are just friends. I know he's simply doing it to speed the conversation along, but I don't think this behavior is normal at all, and it makes me very uncomfortable. What should I do? Please advise. Well, Hannah, if a friend of yours is asking you ooh-la-la questions and it makes you uncomfortable, Stay with me because I'm going to tell you exactly what to do to change that. Next. What would you do if you were like Hannah, who sent me that email and saying, you know, that she has a friend, but he's always asking her ooh-la-la questions, even though they're just friends. And she feels, you know, uncomfortable and she doesn't think it's normal at all. She doesn't know what to do with that friend. Here's my advice. Tell him. Hannah, please remember this. When something makes you uncomfortable, speak about it. Just say it. You won't take it bad. Just text it if you want. Let's not talk about ooh-la-la anymore. It makes me uncomfortable. We're just friends. Thank you for understanding. That's it. One text. We won't do it again. If he does, he's not a good friend, and you don't want to be spending time with him. But that's a great lesson of life that we learn little by little and with age, is if we say it like it is, we are freeing our mind from stress. When we denial the truth, we're stressing out to the max. No more unspoken. Just say it like it is. That's my advice, Hannah. Good luck to you. You call the next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Mina. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the rendezvous. So how can I help you? What is going on? So I was in a long-term relationship for nine years, and the last two years of the relationship were very strained due to alcohol on his part. Oh. Um, I really, really love this person. I believe we are very much in love. And um, it's been seven months since we've broken up. He just disappeared. I got back from Sedona on January 2nd. He was gone. And I feel like I don't know this person anymore. When I talk to him, I cry a lot. And it breaks my heart. Uh uh But I don't know that it's good that I keep talking to him because I don't even know if I want to get back together. But I still love him. And I, I just I don't know if I'm doing the right thing by talking to him. Or should I stop talking to him? I just, I need help. I need your advice. Yes. Um, so from what you're saying, he's an addict to alcoholism, right? That's his thing. Yes. Okay. So has he admitted to you that he suffers from that terrible disease? No, he says he doesn't. He's, because I've been around him when he drinks. He doesn't change his personality. But I think that if you drink and you're drinking 
maybe even not all the time, but when you do drink, you drink like 15 beers. I mean, there's kind of a borderline there. What makes me wonder, you know? Of course, 15 drinks, of course. So, I mean, you know, there's 12 steps, AA. Step number one, admission. You kind of admit, you know, surrender that what's going on. So he's not even there. Listen, I have a question for you. I don't have an advice, but the question for you maybe will help you. You've got to ask yourself if that's the case. Why would you want to spend the rest of the years you have in front of you with somebody that has, you know, the inability to uh, detox? Because you can either detox from him uh, or you can be intoxicated by him. That's what addicts does to the people who love them. They intoxicate the whole family, their friends, their loved ones. I'm not saying it's their fault because I respect uh, addiction and, and the disease of it very much so. But there's a reason why there's 12 steps. There's a reason why it's called a program. There's a reason why it works so well. But if you're not in it, you live in an alternate state. And you, who is not an addict, will be the victim of that addiction if you stay around. So my question for you is, in your intuition, do you think you should still talk to him? No. Here's the answer. Yeah, thank you. Oh, it sounds so, it's so complicated, but when you say it like that, it's so simple. You're amazing. Thank you, Simon. Well, you're most welcome. You know, sometimes, you know, it takes, you know, I do the same sometimes. My, my shrink or my sister, I just, I like to call somebody I trust and then ask for the insight because when you have the distance, it's easier to, to see what's going on when you, you first hand. So thank you for your trust. Mina, good luck to you. Be strong and love life. Life is short. Aww. So, Emile Lavi, love life, the good life. I will, Simon. Thank you. Last question for you tonight. What's worse when you first start dating someone that texts you too much or they don't text you enough? We're going to talk about that next. So what's worse when you first start dating someone that texts you too much or they don't text you enough? So it's interesting. Listen to those, listen to those results from your votes. 87% of you voted they don't text enough at the beginning, and only 13% said they text too much, and I agree with the 87%. I think this game of not texting, making the person wait, is ridiculous. Life is short. If you're interested in somebody, answer in a decent amount of times, and just go back and forth. Don't, it's, it's, I, I'm really, I think it's juvenile, that game of making people wait. You don't have to answer in the next minute, but at least the same day, no circus, that's annoying. So just text and go back and forth, get to know the person. Oh my goodness, I have a lot to say about this. But listen, I'll probably talk about it tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Merci beaucoup et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.